You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 86. Even those of us in strength psychology, those of us in positive psychology coaching are blind to our, our strengths. It's, it's so easy to have so many blind spots that we miss the details and miss, we, we don't see ourselves. We, there's lots of biases and we don't see ourselves accurately. So having that coach to be able to point out, hey, there's your hope strength again. There's your gratitude strength again. Did you, and then when I do that with coachees, it's, it still stuns me how often they're like, oh, I never thought about that. And I just assumed that, oh, well, they, of course, are seeing this, but they aren't. So we could, I have a little rule for myself that in every single coaching session that I have, and mine are usually just 30 minutes, every single session, I, this is what I put upon myself, I must spot and reinforce at least one character strength in every single session, no matter if this person is a leader in positive psychology or if they're a, a young student, you know, or an adolescent, you know, mm -hmm. whoever they are. I, I, so it's a little thing that I have just to kind of make sure to, and to remind myself that, that there is the strength blindness in all of us. and and. I can help to kind of work around that and help this person to manage that a little bit. And that was Dr. Ryan Nemec, one of the featured guests of today's summary show around strengths. Can't wait to share more. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, friends. I appreciate you joining for another episode of the Star Coach Show. This week, we're going to combine some key pieces of wisdom from guests over the past several months based around how to use a strength focus in your coaching. So I did a similar summary show around business building tips in episode 66 and received lots of positive feedback and requests to do more of these themed summary shows. So while we're focusing on strengths in this episode, I have other episodes in show lineup for the future around such themes as social media success, different coaching niches, skill building, and coaching within organizations, to name just a few. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for those future summary shows that we'll be doing much in the same format as we're doing this week. Now, as I said, we've had several guests over the last several months who have spoken to a strength-focused coaching with strength-focused assessments. And while we're going to highlight some gold nuggets from those interviews, I got to tell you that I had a hard time picking which segments I was going to use because there was so much wonderful information. So I am going to reference the episode. As I discuss and share these tidbits of great wisdom, so that if you want to go back and listen to the entirety of, of those episodes, you can do so. I promise you that there is a great deal of information in every episode that I'm sharing today. So before we move into the meat of the episode, I do want to remind you that mentor groups are open for enrollment and 
they provide an opportunity to do some incredible skill building and competency focused work with other coaches to build those skills, practice the coaching, explore challenges. It's an incredibly dynamic interface with some other coaches who want to you know, build those muscles. And it's a great experience. So if you're in a place of needing your recredentialing mentor coaching, or credentialing mentor coaching, or you just want to earn some core competency continuing education credits in this highly interactive, enjoyable environment, I encourage you to consider not only the group experience, but the program also adds to those group experiences with individual sessions to focus on your specific needs and growth opportunities. So check it out if you're interested. Go to starcoachshow.com for mentoring or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so let's dive into our show today, where we are exploring the benefits of focusing on strength as an improvement strategy with our clients, as well as how we can apply these our own strengths to our own professional and personal development. Now, we're going to be exploring ways to leverage a person's talents, skills, these different characteristics that we all have as assets to make us even better at what we're already good at. Maybe find sweet spots in roles that are compatible with our talents. We're not ignoring areas of challenge or weakness, but we're building on strengths as a foundation for dealing with the different challenges that we have in life and reaching our goals. We are going to revisit some interviews that we've had with several experts in the fields of positive psychology and different strengths assessments. We're focusing on two well-known and highly respected strengths instruments, the Clifton Strengths Finder Assessment and the VIA Character Strengths Survey. So we're going to start with the VIA, and that's V-I-A, Character Strengths Survey, by going to our interview with Dr. Ryan Nemec. Now, Ryan is the Education Director of the VIA Institute on Character, and he describes for us what character strengths are and how the Institute came to be. So let's go to our interview with Dr. Ryan Nemec. So character strengths are part of our core identity. We can think of them as, as who we are. You can think of these as capacities that we all have for thinking and feeling and behaving in certain ways. So there, we have capacity to think and to feel and to act with gratitude, or we have a capacity for greater teamwork that we can build up in ourselves. We have the capacity for curiosity and creativity and these kinds of things. And so that's very different than things that we do or that we're really good at doing, like our talents or our abilities or skills that we develop. You know, all these are important types of strengths, but those would be some distinctions. In terms of this character strength work, it really came from, came out of a three-year project 
that collaboration of 55 scientists led by Marty Seligman, who's the founder of Positive Psychology, and Chris Peterson, who's this distinguished professor at the University of Michigan. So they led this team of 55 scientists on this journey to really discover what's best about human beings, you know, what helps to create a flourishing life and a good life. So they scoured the research literatures and they looked at anybody that had written the text on virtue or on strength or on ethics or on flourishing, anything related to that, spanning 2,500 years, 2,600 years across all countries, all the religions, the great philosophers dating back to Aristotle and so on. And they wanted to see what they had to say about flourishing. And so they found common ingredients uh, that are in all human beings. And so there were 24 character strengths that are found to be in all human beings. And so this was all a three-year project that was championed and supported by the VIA Institute on Character, which is where I, I work. And the VIA Institute is a nonprofit organization in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And our job continues to be, since it was in the, in the early 2000s, when this, all this work started, our job continues to be to really advance the science and the practice of these 24 character strengths. There are many different ways we can engage with a client and work to build the relationship and client awareness. One of those is by using assessments in our practice. And Ryan discusses the benefits of using the strengths assessment within the coaching relationship and what that brings and how we can utilize that instrument in this next clip. It's a great relationship builder and conversation starter because so many coaches and, and clients, you know, really have this hard wiring. I mean, all of us do this hard wiring to be deficit based and to look for problems. And so to be able to have a test that says, here's not just what you're good at, but actually what's most central to who you are. And it's a, this is a valid test. This is just kind of some made up questions. And, and so when you, coachee, takes this test, you know, quickly, it'll take you 15 minutes or so. You could do that before our first session. You can do it before our third coaching session, whenever. And uh, you'll get these free results and print them up and, and, and take a look at it. And it just changes the conversation because then the conversation is very much about what's the evidence saying about what this unique person, this, this coachee, what their highest strengths are and how might I begin that conversation with them. And, uh, and it, you just kind of see the kind of the eyes lighting up in the coaches when they look at their results and then you see the smiles perking up on their lips as they're talking about it because it's, it's something new. And they know that in going to see you, the coach that's doing this, they know that something maybe is different about this particular coach or this counselor or whoever. This person is really interested in, in who I am as an individual. So it's, it's really, I think of it as a game changer in, in coaching work, counseling work, these kinds of things. In this next part, Ryan explains how we can effectively use the strengths tool for our own growth as we partner with our clients. It's coaching through the, the lens of character strengths. So as a coach is viewing themselves and viewing their client, they'd be, they'd be being very tuned in to their own character strengths. So first of all, it's all about know thyself first. So the coach needs to have taken the VIA survey, know their own strengths, and, and be pretty savvy in exploring them, talking about them, reflecting on them. You know, how does this make up who I am? What is, what is the point of me being high in fairness or me being high in the leadership strength? Or, you know, what does it mean that I'm high in prudence or high in humility or appreciation of beauty and excellence or gratitude? So to have that 
general knowledge about that and then to begin applying it in one's own life just as a coach or in one's family, in one's schooling and so on. So that's really a, a key first step is that know thyself exploration and use approach. And then once the, the coach is equipped and knows something about this work and applying it, then it's a matter of seeing the client through that lens. And so to be able to look at what the client is saying and the content of what they're saying, how they come into the office, the conversations you're having through that lens of strengths. So we often think of an initial step is what we call strength spotting. So that's where a coach will be on the lookout, kind of using this language as a lens for what might this particular coachee be, be, what strength might they be using right now? And to be able to point that out in the conversations, in the problems that they discuss, in the aspirations that they have. So if a, a coachee is, is, is talking about um, a struggle that they had with their boss and there's kind of a conflict back and forth and they're not knowing what to do, the, the coach can perhaps point out maybe there's the, the coachee is using perseverance in the conversation. Maybe the, co- the coachee is using some hope, you know, wanting to improve things. So what strengths are being used there? So that strength spotting can actually go have a, quite a bit of mileage with, when it comes to this work. Episode 31 was absolutely filled with strategies for maximizing the coaching experience for clients with the strengths focus using the VIA Character Strengths Assessment. To hear Ryan's entire interview, go to starcoachshow.com and search episode 31, or you can grab the link in our show notes. So Ryan works at and focused on the VIA Character Strength Survey. And Megan McDonald, CEO of the Whole Being Institute, also discusses the work of the VIA Institute and the importance of a focus on strengths, since we as human beings have an inherent strengths blindness. Let's listen to Megan explain. Many of us don't recognize our own strengths. They're so invisible to us because we swim in this in the water that we don't even know it's right here. So part of a coach's job in positive psychology coaching is to help the clients identify and then engage their strengths. Megan stresses the importance of broadening our narrative, not just from an emotional perspective, but that it actually impacts us physically as well. When we're able to look at our life through different lenses, we're able to actually broaden our visual awareness. I mean, this is not just a mental thing. It's actually a physical thing that happens. Our eyes are actually able to take in more of the periphery when we're in a positive emotion versus in constricted negative state. So the broadened theory says, okay, we can actually see more. But then what happens is, is we build our resources over time because these positive emotions are very short-lived. They don't last, poof, they're gone. So what we can do as coaches is then we can build these narratives over time. So if we see people for three, four, five times, we can keep building these resources so that begins to become uh, what Barbara Fredrickson calls a virtuous upward spiral of positive emotions. And this actually does stick with us. It builds capacity and capability over a longer period of time. 
versus just a momentary feel of a positive emotion that doesn't la- doesn't have longevity. So we want to do two things as, co- as coaches, find the positive right now, and then build on it as the coaching situation unfolds. By identifying strengths, we can then help clients elevate those strengths and flourish in their lives. So if we were to get really, um, you know, Uh some of the signature strengths are, for example, love of learning, or creativity, or uh, prudence. So different people will have different signature strengths. And when you begin to know what these are, and engage in them, it enlivens you. And in fact, VIA is one of the only assessments that is psychometrically valid, and is free. So if you're if your listeners go online, they can actually get the free via character strength survey, a list of questions that helps you identify your signature strengths. And then your coaches can go ahead and use this list. When they hear the stories, if you, if you knew someone's story, for example, uh, that their signature strength was appreciation of beauty and excellence, I guarantee when they tell a story, somewhere in there will be that signature strength. And then you can elevate it through that coaching relationship. And they can help see the clients know, wow, I am more alive and excited, energetic, more motivated, an overall sense of uh, increased well-being when we engage in our strengths. So as has been noted, the VIA Character Strength Survey is available to take for free at viacharacter.org. That's V-I-A character.org. I encourage you to check out this instrument and see how it impacts you and how you might utilize it with your clients. To hear Megan's entire interview on positive psychology and coaching, go to starcoachshow.com and search episode 19. So we talked about the fact that there are two strengths instruments that we're going to be focusing on today. We just did a dive into the VIA Character Strength Survey, and now we're going to shift and look at the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. We had Jennifer Thornton join the show to talk about ways that the Strengths Finder assessment can be applied to work with teams and coaches. As a Clifton Certified Strengths Coach, Jennifer was very well versed in the ways to use the instrument. And we join her interview now as she shares a strength, how a strengths focus became a common language in a multicultural organization where she worked. I worked on a team and at any given time in a week in a meeting, we could have over 20 countries represented. And so the difference in culture and language, you know, there was a lot of differences and we spent a lot of times talking about the differences and we spent a lot of time being frustrated where, you know, a U.S. team struggled, you know, to communicate with a team from I don't know, Japan. And so what we did is we said, you know what, let's kind of come back and say, where are we common and how do we appreciate that? And so that became strengths. And so we started in markets, you know, where we owned and operated stores and in Hong Kong and China, London, Mexico, and started working with our international U.S. team to help them understand strengths. And so instead of focusing on our cultural differences, we became, we were able to find our culture similarities. You know, people would say, Oh, I'm an achiever too. Instead of saying, Oh, 
you know, this is different. It was all about what we were the best at and what we were the, and where we were the same. And it really changed that conversation from a negative conversation to a very positive conversation. And it, it built energy and excitement and people, you know, were always looking forward to these meetings they used to dread because we got to talk about strengths and go through coaching and, and all of those things on top of, you know, the day-to-day tasks that we were there to accomplish. As a team works together, as we work with other people, it can quickly become apparent that we have differing strengths. And sometimes that can be a source of conflict. And sometimes if we know how to leverage it, we can explore with our team how strengths can complement each other and help us all better maximize and leverage the strengths of our team. And that's what Jennifer describes in this next clip. You know, we did a lot of strength discovery around our goal setting. And so if we had a specific goal, you know, we would look at our tactics that we needed and we would look at, you know, the core skill sets we would need against that goal. But what we've added to that, which was very different in the workplace is we added what strengths do we need? And so when we set these big goals and we were around a table, we talked about that. And then was who has that and where in the project does that enter? So we could say, you know, at the beginning of this project, we need our learners, our analytical people. We need a lot of people who can, you know, get the information pulled together, you know, get all the details. And then we needed some more of our influencers, you know, if they needed to go to the executive team and influence change, you know, so then it's like, where do you pass that baton and who do you pass it to based on their strengths and really understanding that all of us played an important part, but why did we play it? What was our responsibility to the group? And when did we show up? to play that role. It was very important and we saw some big success from it. She further discusses how a coach can help a group grow when they have a strengths focus. That was our first key. And as a coach, you can come in to a group and help them really start to understand where their team strengths are. Are they heavy in one area or another? You know, you can use exercises to kind of explore the different strengths, talk about conflict, you know, talk about goals, and, you know, do some really robust team engagement exercises to start to help the team discover what their strengths are and how they can use it. And a lot of times, once you started that process, then the people you're working with are saying, oh, I could use it for this or, oh, no wonder why I'm always picking that up or, oh my gosh, if I'd only known, I would have called you every time I got to this point where I got stuck. And so honestly, you know, once they start to, you know, learn the program and and be educated on their team strengths and their own, it's just beautiful to watch them actually come up with some great ideas and 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 connect those dots, huh? Yeah, they do. It's a lot of fun. And then you take those different groups and then you start to integrate them because they're comfortable as an individual. They're now comfortable in their direct group. And then how do you then take all of them and start to move them together um, and be very strategic at it? And, you know, as a coach, you know, we can kind of step out and watch the group and help bring them together in, in a way that allows them to then focus on their team versus focusing on the strategy. As individuals and teams better leverage their strengths, everybody benefits. The individual benefits and the organization benefits. And Jen discusses some of the ways that organizations experience the benefit of a strengths focus in this next piece. And there's a lot of analytics when it comes to the workplace. 
you know, so in the workplace, those who are able to use their strengths daily, their engagement goes up, turnover goes down, productivity and profit go up. And so there's all these research that you can use um, when talking to a client about their business and their business needs. And, and, you know, there's proof in, in the results. We had a slight shift of topic for this next clip, but it was so interesting as Jennifer shared how a strengths focus can help people through an interview process. This might be particularly interesting for a transition or career coach if they're working with people around the interview process. Listen to Jen describe how strengths can apply to strengthening an interview process. The interview space, you know, when you're out interviewing, you get asked all the time, what are you good at? What are you not good at? You know, and and really helping someone understand their strengths and not only understand what they are, but how do they show up in the workplace allows them to go into these interviews and very confidently describe who they are in the workplace. So for example, if you are an achiever and you, you know, you're in an interview, of course, you're not going to say, I'm an achiever. I'm going to, you know, achieve things, but you can say things like you get the best out of me when I'm in, have the opportunity to work on teams that are very productive, tight timelines, you know, that it's very important to, to close a deal or close a project. And so you're able to communicate so clearly to your potential employer what you do well. And I think that can make a big difference when you're looking for that right now. For this interview, rich in resources and ways to build a practice with a strengths focus, go to starcoachshow.com for episode 49 with Jennifer Thornton. Now, if you are a regular listener to our show, you know that we look at strategies, tools, and resources for coaches that actually make up the STAR acronym in our title from both a perspective of how we work with clients as well as how we can use these strategies, tools, and resources to build our practice, build our credibility, how we market ourselves, and reach our target population. And we have looked at the perspective of strength so far in the show from that perspective of how we can focus strengths with our clients and help through the process of of strengths focused on our clients. Now let's turn the lens towards ourselves in this next piece of today's show and look at how can we use a strengths awareness to build our business and our marketing? Brent O'Bannon, another certified Clifton Strengths coach, helped us to focus on how our strengths can help us approach the selling of our services or the marketing and business aspect of our business in a way that's authentic because it's strength-based for each of us. Brent shares how he works with coaches to identify and utilize their strengths to create a marketing strategy that comes from that place of authenticity and hopefully brings down any anxiety about marketing, which sometimes we have, to create successful businesses. I've created a system that 
as a coach, we want to help you, number one, grow stronger, work smarter, and live richer. And if you think about it, there's a three-step process that I help coach others. And that is, number one, we grow stronger by maximizing our strengths. So the talent themes you have, what knowledge, what skills, what practice can we use to grow that talent into a true world-class strength? That's the first step. Mm -hmm. The second step is how do you work smarter by mobilizing those strengths, literally launching those strengths into certain activities? So for example, one coach that I worked with has input as one of their strategic thinking themes. This particular coach loves to collect articles, collect tools and resources, and how he gets most of his new clients is when he builds a relationship, he will begin to send them through email all kinds of articles, all kinds of resources and tools. And because of that information that he shares, they wind up building a relationship and coaching with him. So he is mobilizing, he is launching his input into this activity of sharing resources. And it's authentic for him. It's part of kind of what makes him tick. He cannot not do it (laughs) because that's how he is. That and, And so we just want to empower that. But the next and third step is to live richer as a coach. We need to monetize our strengths. And so that is how can you have a better money mindset so that you're valuing your services and valuing yourself and what you bring to your coaching? And so how can you make money? So this particular coach, in fact, I coached him in, it's very similar that there may be a free version of getting tools and resources, but then now he has a paid version where people can pay to be in a membership site mm-hmm. and he has even more resources so he can now earn money and make even better profits from that particular talent theme and strength that he has. Brent was also very passionate about challenging us as a profession to grow our money mindset. Listen to his thoughts in this next clip. Coaches need to grow their money mindset and to really value their strengths in themselves and and find specific strategies that they can use authentically with their strengths in their marketing and sales. To learn more about being authentic and natural in your business building strategies because you're focusing on your strengths, listen to Brent's entire interview, episode 77 at starcoachshow.com. You know, as we build our business, one of the things that we're also building is our brand. And Susan Critton, author of Personal Branding for Dummies, joined the show to share the importance of strengths when you're building your personal brand in episode 39. We often so identify with the titles, right? Like, so, oh, I was an IT project manager, or I was, you know, I'm a career coach, or I'm a whatever, right? And so the way I like to work with my clients is that not to forget that, but but when you start to go more to the core characteristics of who you are as a person, 
you're the same person. Again, going back to my congruency, if you're an IT project manager moving to a coach, you kind of find the, the common thread of those and look at how do you build the brand from that common thread, maybe using that experience and transcending it into the next career that you're into. And so a lot of times people, because we're so familiar with this, is that they really want to go with their job titles. And the job title piece is actually, that's where people get messed up, right? Like, so if you, so I like to look at, again, those core characteristics. I am a big fan of the strengths finder. And so I use the strengths finder a lot with my clients. And I always say, Okay, so if you have a a strength of strategy, you have a strength of strategy wherever you go. How do we maybe build the brand around that? Now, also in her interview, Susan emphasized the point on what we need to remember when we build our brand in this next piece. I always think about this one interview I had years ago with a, a boutique outplacement firm here in the Bay Area. And I said to them, you should never hire me if you want to keep things the same. And they go, no, no, we really, we actually, they kind of pursued me. No, no, we really like that you come in, you have all these ideas and everything. And even they were not quite ready for all my ideas, even though I was right, very upfront about that. Like I'm not a keep it the same sort of person, Um, but, but they were very nice about it. And they let me try some classes and it, it was not, it was just a few days a week. So yeah. Good. So if you had just like one thing that you wanted people to grasp onto or or really absorb about branding, what would be that piece of wisdom that you want to be sure that they're walking away with about branding? I would want them to really know it's about being your authentic self. It's, it's about bringing out the best of you and finding a place in the world that loves that about you, right? That, that really loves that, that authentic piece of who you are. I also think it's important to that part of branding is really owning yourself, taking ownership for yourself, not playing victim to anything. It's about saying, I'm going to try and influence how I want people to see me the best of me. So as we're looking at these strengths today, one of the things that I want to point out is that these struggles that we have in being able to stay strengths-focused is actually very natural. We're going to visit again with the Whole Being Institute CEO, Megan McDonald, as she points out that we are wired to be very attentive to what's wrong and to put our focus there even when it might get in the way of our development, or even when we're trying not to do that. And to think about that when we when we are creating our businesses, when we're building our confidence, and she gives some ideas of ways to work against that negative bias in this next clip. The brain is actually constructed to hang on more to the negative. It's called a negativity bias. So biologically speaking, all of your coaches, all of the people that they're coaching are wired to notice what's wrong. And that's probably because our ancestors had to notice very subtle cues about the environment when that grass was moving. Is there a tiger there that's going to be, that's going to eat me? Right. So we, we are hardwired to notice the negative, not just notice it, but actually heighten it and elevate it. And focus on it. Yes. Yes. But when we talk about what's working well in our lives, we actually have to expend energy 
uh, in attention to elevate it because these positive emotions have a very short half-life. They just dissolve away and we could miss it unless we paid attention to it. So Dr. Rick Hansen, I love his sentence. He says, you know, the brain is like Velcro for the bad and Teflon for the good. So your coaches can understand, oh, the reason I'm noticing what's lacking in my skills is because I have a negativity bias. But if I can spend some time elevating what is working in my coaching practice, what works well, what am I good at? And sometimes coaches having other coaches themselves can help have these conversations and mentor one another. Take the VIA assessment together. Talk about what your strengths are and how you're using those strengths in your coaching relationship. Practice telling stories to one another about when you are at your best as a coach. What did that look like? Remember and think about the best coaching session you ever did. What was the best one? How did that feel? What what went well? Um, remember it. So you don't have to pick it apart. We're not picking it because sometimes you want to sit in it, live in it a little bit. You want, you want the feelings that you want to just save what I would call savor the feelings because there's some, there's some evidence that shows if you took a positive emotion and you tried to analyze it and take it apart, that that actually lessens the impact. You want to just marinate and turn towards the good feelings about when you have a good coaching session. I hope it has been helpful to think about how we can utilize a strengths focus in our work with clients, as well as in the work that we want to do personally and professionally for ourselves as we fill the space of wherever we fill that space within the coaching profession. At one time or another, we're all going to face challenges and hit setbacks and maybe get involved in some self-defeating talk. Yet, isn't it powerful to be able to identify what our inherent strengths are and give us a place to focus on how we can utilize those strengths to counter some of the gremlins that we might have within. So I want to thank you for joining us again in today's show. I hope you enjoyed all the expertise that was brought forward. If you want more information about any of the episodes we discussed today, go to starcoachshow.com while you're on the site check out information about the mentor program. I would love to work with you as a mentor. If you're needing some mentoring, I encourage you to tune in to the Extraordinary Coach Summit, which is going on right now. And there's a link for that in our show notes. And I also encourage you to tune in next week as we have Coach Dave Gerber joining the show to talk about conflict resolution. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.